Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Friday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Dunn Tire. And as we do every Friday, we'll hear from Patrick Beeline, head coach of the LeMoyne Dolphins. LeMoyne off to a great start this year, 7-1 on the season, 4-0 in conference play after picking up another victory at home a couple of nights ago. So we'll catch up with Coach Beeline at 12.45. And then our Vegas insider, Kevin Todd, joins us at 1.15 for the most stressful segment of the week. Um, although I'm, I'm feeling pretty I have good, no stress. I have no stress about it. Well, I don't I do. know what you're talking about. I do. I've been on a roll. I've pulled ahead. Um, still have yet to make my selections for this week. I'll do that over the course uh, of the next hour. We, we want to start the show by talking some SU basketball. And phone lines are open at 315-437-7644. I want to hear from you. I want to hear about your expectations for tomorrow's game. What do you think? Is Does Syracuse have any chance? What do they need to do to, to get the job done? And we'll, we'll certainly share our thoughts uh, over the course of the show. And so let's start right there, Seth. Our expectations for this game tomorrow. I could see it going one of two ways. And, and I, I'm not, you know, this isn't rocket science. I, I could see Kansas winning and, and winning handily or in lopsided fashion. They've been that good so far this year. Or I could see Syracuse keeping it close. And we discussed this on the show yesterday with Jesse Newell from the, the Kansas City Star that in the one game that went down to the wire for Kansas, and yes, it was against a really good opponent in Kentucky, the length and athleticism of Kentucky did seem to bother Kansas to some degree. The Jayhawks did not shoot the ball all, the well, all that well in that game and, and won by four. And Jesse laid out a scenario, and I, I don't think it's uh, crazy to suggest that that SU's length and athleticism in the zone could give Kansas some trouble, and if they don't shoot well, SU's got a shot to keep this thing close slash a shot to pull off the upset. Yeah, and you know what? That Kentucky game is the only game that Kansas has played against a Power 5 opponent, and I know you could say the same thing about Syracuse. The only game they've played against you know stiffer or tougher competition is Maryland, and that game was close, but uh, I, I don't think Syracuse played particularly well in that game on Monday night uh, and still ended up with the win. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to think heading into this game. I think they could keep it close. Sure, why not, right? They, they Syracuse has looked good so far this season, better than I expected. Um, but at the same time, this Kansas team is really good. Um, I, I, they're, they're just a team, right? It's, it's not one guy like Duke. It's not, you know, Marvin Bagley's really good and Grayson Allen's really good. Like, Kansas is very good. You know, they are a, a full team. They are an experienced team. Um, they're going to be a handful for this Syracuse team. I could see Syracuse going down there tomorrow and losing by 20. I could see them losing by five in a close game. I could see them winning. I, I don't know exactly. I, I'm so mixed on this game. You said they're a really good team, and the stats bear that out. Five guys averaging in double figures, four shooting about 50% or better from three-point range. Uh, the Jayhawks lead the country in average margin of victory, plus 33 
on average to this point. And again, you're right, one Power 5 opponent, and that was Kentucky, and that was a close game. That was a four-point game, Seth. Their average margin of victory is 33. It gives right. you an idea of what they've done to the other five opponents. Oh, absolutely. They, they've destroyed lesser competition, and that's exactly what you should do when you're Kansas. It's what you should do when you're Syracuse, and for the most part, you know, Syracuse has beaten up on this lesser competition, you know, not to the same extent, but they've beaten up on the lesser competition. It's what you should do uh, when you're a team that's good. Look, there, there, there's a reason why Kansas is number two right now, right? Because they've been beating up on these teams, because they've been winning these games by an average of 40-something points. Um, and, oh, by the way, they have a win over Kentucky. You know, like, this, this is not a fluke of a Kansas team. Uh, you know, Bill Self knows how to coach. He he has a lot of experienced players on this team. Um, you know, Devontae Graham just kind of slid into the Frank Mason role after playing with him the last couple of years. And it, it seems like the team, um, you know, from the outside looking in, hasn't missed a beat. I found this interesting uh, as I was, you know, previewing this game and, and reading up on this game and getting ready for the show today. Uh, Kansas has been ranked in the last 165 AP polls dating back to February 3rd, 2009. Do you know where that ranks? What in happened the, in the country? Fe- what happened that week before they got unranked? Like, who they, they must they have do? lost a few games. No, I know, but like, what'd they do? Um, do you know where that ranks in the country? So it's going back, you know, you're going back eight years. 165 straight. I would imagine AP like polls. Duke is longer. No, Duke just was unranked a couple years ago, weren't they? Um, that's probably the best, right? It is the best. That surprises me that that is the longest active that's streak. It's a, a long time. It is a long time, but you wouldn't think that it's Kansas, right? You would think Kentucky. You would think Duke. And 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 as you stop to think about it, you realize, oh yeah, Duke went through that little lull. Kentucky, you know, same thing. That here and there, they'll they'll have their issues and they'll drop out of the top twenty-five. So, Kansas has been in the top twenty-five the longest, longest active streak uh, dating back to February two thousand nine. So February third, two thousand nine, right? Is what you said? Yes. I don't. I don't see where they would have. I, I'm. I'm trying to find this. I'm looking at their schedule. I'm trying to figure out where they would have not been uh, ranked. I can't. I can't figure out why. Was it the week before and February 9th? Maybe they popped back into the poll. If you go it's back, possible what? because they on February seventh they were on a eight game winning streak. Granted, they beat nobody, but they were on an eight game winning streak. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm confused. That's what the game notes say. And if it's like Siri, if she tells gonna, me to I'm turn left, believe, look, I'm going to believe their, their their notes. If Siri tells me to turn left, I'm turning left. I'm okay? going to believe their notes. I was just looking for the reasoning behind it, and I couldn't find it. That doesn't mean it doesn't. Exist. They lost to Missouri on February 9th. Yes, for whatever that's they worth. They did. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. They were on. A, I'm, I pulled it up too because <laughs> I was curious. They beat nobody in the top 25, and then they lost to Missouri. So I guess that was enough to to drop them out. Yeah, uh, and that was what their fifth loss of the season at that point, uh, midway through the conference schedule. I don't know, but yeah, dating back to to 2009, uh, that's the the last time that uh, and that, that team was, was coming off. And that team was coming off a national championship, so you would have thought that 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 team would have had some leeway, right? They were probably ranked pretty highly. Oh well. I'm looking at it right here. Kansas has been ranked yes. in each of the no, last not, 165 AP polls dating you. back was, to February 3rd, 2009. Longest active why. streak in, in, in Division One. I. I don't know why we're debating this, but it's. Um, it, I thought I found it interesting that you would. Yes. Kansas would not jump to the top of your head. I don't think. I mean, it, Duke, absolutely. Kentucky, 
you know, and maybe Kansas is, you know, third, fourth, or fifth, somewhere down on the list. But yeah, it's Kansas. Uh, owns the longest active winning streak uh, in the country. But again, you look at what this team has done, and you said they are they're, they're the definition of a team. And they've got a point guard, senior guard leading the way in Devontae Graham, who's averaging 8.5 assists per game. Uh, that ranks him fourth in the country. And you've got a senior leader who, again, is. I don't know. Can you say he's the best player? I mean, he certainly was the best player the other night when he dropped 35. Right. Um, 35 on 18 shots, by the way. 35 points on 18 shots. Uh, He's a great decision maker. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And that's one of the things that, you know, Syracuse has thrived on early on this season is the the guards have been turning over the opponent's guards at the top of the zone. Frank Howard and Tyus Battle, and they're long and athletic. And, and, you know, Frank Howard had seven steals the other night. Um, that has been one of the the ways that Syracuse has been able to get to this this six and zero mark is with its defense and with its rebounding, and that might be. I don't want to say they have an edge on Kansas because we haven't seen Syracuse go up against a team as good as Kansas yet. We saw them go up against Maryland, though, and they more than held their own on the glass, and that's been a calling card to this point for this SU team: defense and rebounding. And I believe I don't have the stats in front of me. I believe Maryland missed. 28 shots the other night, and Syracuse had 20 defensive rebounds. That's pretty good. Yeah, and and Syracuse, the the one I was more impressed with, Syracuse missed 35 shots and had 19 offensive offensive rebounds. rebounds right. Uh, you know that that's really impressive. You're cleaning up more than half of your own misses and extending possessions. I think that'll be huge for Syracuse if they can do that against this Kansas team that may be a little bit bigger and, and Udoka Azabuke in there. Uh, down in the middle, he's what seven feet tall. He's two hundred eighty pounds. He's a big guy in the middle of that team. You mentioned having to turn over the guards, and you mentioned whether Devonte Graham is the best player on this team. I think he has to be considered the best player on this team, right? I, I mean, he's the most well-rounded. He's averaging almost five rebounds and nine assists to go along with sixteen points per game. Um, and, and he's again that senior leader, that senior leadership guy. Um, doesn't turn the ball over very much, just a little bit over a turnover a game. Uh, that's going to be really hard for Syracuse uh, to to manage. That's going to be really hard for them to uh, put together, so to speak, because they, they've thrived on turning the guards over, right? We saw that in the Maryland game. They thrive on getting those guards to make bad plays. And it's easy because Maryland's guards have made bad plays against bad teams this year. But Syracuse was able to do that and get out in transition. Because how many times have we talked about already this year, the half-court offense isn't very good. So they've got to get out in transition, they've got to run, they've got to get odd-man advantages, and they've got to score easy buckets. And Syracuse did that to an extent against Maryland, and they've got to continue doing that. But this Kansas team only turns the ball over 11 times a game. Not 20 like Maryland does. That's going to be a big difference. This might be the first game where we see SU's, I don't want to say inability to hit the three, but inconsistency yeah. from behind the three-point line. Might be the first game where, where we see that as being a, a weakness and an issue with this team because more than likely they're going to fall behind at some point in this game, and they're going to have to answer. They're going to have to try to make a run. It's hard to answer. It's hard to make a run if, A, you can't turn the other team over with the pressure defense and they've got veteran guards, or B, if you can't hit the three, or C, both. And I'm not sure that they're going to be able to do either of those things. I'm not sure they're going to be able to turn over Kansas in the press, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to consistently hit the three. We said They've got to be able to do at least one. Right. Right. And, And so this might be the first game where we say, you know, and it's to be understood. I mean, Kansas is number two in the country. So if they can't do it against Kansas, it's not like, you know, th- this is going to rear its ugly head 
you know, continuously throughout the season. That's not necessarily the case. But yes, they're going to need to do either or both if they want to hang in this game slash pull off the upset against Kansas. They're going to have to hit the three because you figure they're going to fall behind at some point. And again, whether or not they use the press, that remains to be seen. They're going to have to force turnovers, though. And and it's, it's something that they've done uh, to this point. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to force that many turnovers against Kansas. We talk about how the Jayhawks have five guys averaging in double figures. This isn't like, you know, a couple guys are averaging 10 and somebody's averaging 11. In that group, the lowest point total is 13 and a half. Right. Malik Newman is 13 and a half. He's the fifth guy uh, of, the, of the five that are averaging in double figures. And we said four guys who are hitting... 50% or better. Think about that. 50% or better from three-point range. Four of them are doing it. You know who's not in that list is Devontae Graham, who just went five for eight the other night from three-point range. He's, quote-unquote, only hitting 36% of his shots from three. So when I look at this roster and, and you, you look at those stats, I mean, that is concerning because how do you beat the zone? You attack from the high post, you look opposite, and you do it with multiple shooters around the perimeter, you know, like a, a like a Notre Dame would. Right. And this team is loaded with shooters, and they're arguably their best player. We just said Devontae Graham's their best player. He, he isn't even among that group that, that hits 50% or better from three-point range. Yeah, and we're talking about shooting 50% or better from three-point range. We're not talking about people who have four tries, right? Like, right. Uh, LeGerald Vick, 27 attempts, 14 of 27. Malik Newman... Uh, 12 of 24 over six games. Uh, Svi Mikhailuk, 22 of 39 over his, his six. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. We got to keep the music going a little bit here, Seth. Max, stay with us. A little this or that to kick off our number two. We'll get to today's business a little later on in the show. Um, what do you got for us? I got Seth to turn my mic on. That's what I got Sorry. so far. I'm bad with the buttons right now. Rough sequence. All yeah. right. This or that, let's start it off. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, is he going to be a starting quarterback next year? Or uh, is Eli Manning going to call it quits? This or that? What's more likely? More likely that Tyrod's a starter because I see no way that Eli retires. Yeah, Eli's not going out like this. No? He's no. not. He's There's not no going chance. out like this. Who's going to take him? Any Jacksonville, Denver, Arizona. More people would take Eli than Tyrod. I think there's That's a, a hot take. Is it? I think there's I, a really good chance Eli is the starting quarterback in Jacksonville sooner rather than later. I think it's a good fit. I just think it's that a great makes fit the most for sense. For a lot of reasons. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Uh Eli's not going out like that. Um as for Tyrod's future, do I see him as a starter next year? The answer to your question is definitely Eli is, you know, Eli's not retiring. Um, my confidence level that Tyrod is a starter, I'd say better than 50% he's a starter next year. There are so many bad quarterbacks it's in the so league right now. It's so much more likely that Tyrod's a starter than Eli retires. Like, it's just not even close. I, it, I mean, look, I think they'll both probably start somewhere because uh, San Francisco is Jimmy Garoppolo. Cleveland's probably looking for a new quarterback. Uh, Arizona, Denver, Jacksonville, the Jets, Washington might be looking for a new quarterback. Uh, Buffalo is going to need a quarterback. Well, he's uh, not going to play in Buffalo. No, I know, but I'm just saying you know, the Giants are going to need a quarterback. So, By the way, that so reminds some, me. Th- there, there are enough openings out there that somebody's going to— Houston, 
Oh, no, Houston's no. going to have to show Watson back. Never mind. I'm forgetting. Sorry. Remember we had Dan Duggan on yesterday? Did yeah. you catch the point when he said, yes, well, it's not yes. like he's going to accept a trade to Buffalo. <laughs> I meant to bring that up. Yes. He used that as like the... You were dis- the, you were, you were annoyed. It was the least desirable destination in the NFL. Like, the interview took a, a nosedive. He's, you were really Steve. annoyed after that. I mean, that. Eli's got the full no trade clause, so it's not like he's going to... Buffalo. No, I, I, Dan did a great job. Uh, we love having him on, but uh, he took a shot at my team. I, for, I forgot. I was going to bring that up yesterday, but you reminded me of. Uh, yes, you were. You know, Buffalo's going to need a quarterback, but it's not going to be Eli Manning because. He's Why not would gonna, he do that? Exactly. Yeah. Why in the world would he go there? Because anyway. he can go to Jacksonville instead. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's warm there. What else you got for us? Uh, Syracuse pulling off the upset this weekend against Kansas or the Bills making the playoffs. They're still in the hunt. They, I know what Steve is going to say. I know what, I know Steve's what Steve's gonna is going to say because Steve refuses to acknowledge one of these two options. <sighs> Steve's also an optimist, though, and he. If I, I'm answering the question honestly, I think the Bills have a better chance of making the playoffs. Yes, they do. Um, then Syracuse pulling off the upset. So it, it, was that a? Tr- are you trying to trick me? Maybe because I think it just well, worked. Well, here's the thing. Here's the only way reason I would go the other way. Um, Syracuse only needs one game to go their way. Buffalo needs how many to About go their three. way? Three. They need to plus, probably go three plus and some three. help. Plus some help, maybe. So yeah. I so think if I they think, win three more games, that's probably going to be good enough. Yeah, because the AFC is garbage yeah. this year. So yeah, no, I I think that it's a valid point by you though. Yeah, <laughs> how you know, confident are you that the Syracuse Bills can win three needs, more games? Syracuse needs forty minutes to go their yeah. way. Buffalo needs about two hundred. 40, yeah, what, 180? So well, 60 I'm, times 3. I'm also betting that they're going to need some help. Okay. I'm also betting that, like, de- that that uh, Baltimore Ravens, can go 3-3, right. three and three too. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think the Bills have a better chance to make the playoffs. I said it. Okay? Let's move on. No confidence in the Orange this weekend. I don't like that. It's not It's not a confidence thing. Uh, Kansas is, it's really is, good. Is, 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 is unbelievable. I mean, this is not like they're playing the number 22 ranked team in the country. They're playing the second best team in the country who is just annihilating people. It's a neutral site game. First experience for a lot of these guys away from the Carrier Dome. Um, I, I think Syracuse has a chance to keep it close. I just, I think... To expect them to win or to predict them to win, I'm not. I can't go that far yet. Does the neutral site affect Syracuse more or Kansas more? Syracuse more, Syracuse, because absolutely. of all the youth and inexperience. I mean, for O'Shea Brissett, this is his first time playing away from the dome. Any of those guys, Merrick Dolajai. I mean, and I know he played overseas, but this is different. I mean, this is this is going to be something else. The opponent is different. Like the the level of competition that they're playing. The atmosphere is going to be different. It's going to feel like an NCAA tournament type game and a veteran team that Kansas is absolutely advantage Kansas that this is a neutral site game. Yeah, this isn't even close. Uh, Advantage Kansas. They've got the seniors. They've got the juniors. They've got the experience uh, playing in an NCAA tournament and uh, you know playing on the road. And having already played Kentucky, I mean that that alone helps. Neutral site against Kentucky this year, and and Syracuse doesn't have that. They've got one guy who's played on the road. uh, Two guys who've really played meaningful minutes on the road. Which team do you think packs the house more, Kansas or Syracuse, fan-wise? I think Syracuse travels no pretty well They're this both weekend. Tra- I mean, they, Kansas, they both travel. Yeah, yeah. Kansas both travel. and Syracuse both travel. So I'm I think just glad the game isn't at Fog because this game would be... Oh, uh, well, that that oof. game would be... That would be over before it started, I'm afraid. Like, it's, there's no way yes. they're winning on the road no, in Kansas. No. There's all there's already slim to none Nobody wins on the Miami. road. Nobody wins at Fog, Allen. No, that's that's just a fact. What else you got for us? This or that? Tiger Woods winning a major. 
And by the way, he is tied for the lead right now. Um, just saying. Just saying, Steve. He's back. Uh, or Eric Dungy playing his entire senior year with no injury. Whoa, that's a good one. Dungy playing his full senior year. That is a good one. Dungy playing you say his full, that with no oh, hesitation. Dungy playing his full senior year. You have been paying attention, right? Yes. To the SU football the last three seasons. You've been paying attention to Tiger no, the last I know. three years, that's right? That's what I said. I, my, I don't have a knee-jerk reaction to this one. You're, you just you took Dungy in a Tiger, heartbeat. Tiger hasn't played four healthy rounds in a year and a half. I Dungy know. hasn't played three healthy seasons in Syracuse. I don't... I... I have way more confidence in Eric Dungey for some dumb reason than I do in Tiger Woods, who has not been able to piece together four successful, healthy rounds, has not been able to play. He's, he hasn't made it to the weekend in a major in how long? Did you say start 12 games? Yes, a full full season with health, like good health, like starting every game, including a bowl game, which I hope they make next year. I will reluctantly... Agree with Seth and take Eric Dungy. Can However, I, wait, can I change the major part and say tournament? Does that make it tournament? any different? Does that make it any different? Not counting the one he's playing in this weekend because it's a pro am. I'm saying changes it a little bit, but a PGA Dungy. Here's the thing: the Masters is still a major, obviously, and the, and we know his history he at the Masters. That, yeah. He that course is made for him to the point where they had to change the course because of him, and you know, quote unquote, tiger proof it. And it didn't work. If he can be healthy, so what? This is November. We're going into December now. That's five months from now when they're going to be playing the Masters. If if he is healthy, and I know what I said yesterday, how skeptical I was that that this you know that he's truly back. You still were today when I came in. No, I know. I mean, it's it's a round and a half, and and I hope I'm wrong. I said I love when Tiger is good. It's great for golf. It's fun to watch. I hope that I'm wrong, but we've you know we've been teased before, and then it it ends up. You know that he's hurt or he's not as good or, yeah. um, and his body's breaking down. We know that. Could he put it together for four days in April on a course that he's dominated over the course of his career? So you know that, and that's obviously a major. Um, so I'm gonna go with Seth, and I'm gonna take Dungy, but reluctantly. Coming off a of foot surgery too. Yeah, that Concussions doesn't matter. Under he'll, his he'll belt. Be no, that doesn't matter. And and so the the injury this year was kind of a fluke. It was. I mean that. So I'm going to agree with Seth, but do I? Th and I know I'm kind of—I don't want to say I'm backpedaling from what I said yesterday. I'm really not. I said I'm not buying in yet, and I'm not. I'm not buying into Tiger yet. Could I see him putting it together for four days at Augusta? Yes, I could potentially, but I, I'm not predicting it. Crazier things have happened, that's for sure. Uh, Steve, I went a little bit out of order here. I wanted to go back to Syracuse, though. Syracuse making a bowl game, or Syracuse basketball missing the tournament this year? Obviously, the bowl game being well, next the year. Oh, I was going to say, well, the basketball team is the, the bowl game is going to be more obvious. No, what, do, what do we have? We have more. So the question is, what do we have more confidence in? Syracuse will make the tournament this year. Miss the miss, miss the, tournament. the tournament this year, or Syracuse will make a bowl game next year. What's, what has oh, a better chance yikes. of happening? Is that what you're saying? What yes. is a better chance of what happening? What is more likely, this or that? I think bowl game, or you're basically making the NIT again. I think making a bowl game is more likely than Syracuse missing the tournament this year. I don't think they're going to miss the tournament this year. That's not my that's not my confidence in Syracuse going and pick up picking up six wins necessarily. It's my I think this team is good enough to make the tournament thought. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that's a really good question. 
That, that might be your best question of all those. Um, yeah. But I think this team is good enough to make the tournament as well. So uh, I'll agree with Seth. And since we were talking about adjusting our expectations yesterday, uh, let's make this our next day delivery on Orange Nation. It's brought to you by Hummel's Office Plus with no minimum orders, personalized customer service, and free next day delivery. Quick timeout. Our Vegas insider, Kevin Todd, joins us next. Keep it here.